Thank you for joining us for another life-giving message from City Church Now in Progress. Amen. Amen. Making God's wish come true. You know, the other day I was talking to my mother and we were talking on the phone about a particular family member that has had a number of traumatic experiences in his life, and, and, and we've done a whole lot for this person. I mean, we have shed many tears. We have uh, sown many resources. We have invested a lot in this particular individual in order for them to grow and succeed and be successful. And it just seems like regardless of how much we invested in him and how much we've given to him and how much we have done for him, it just seems like it's never enough, and it just seems like we're not really getting a return on the investment. It just, it just seems like uh, our desire for him to be successful and prosper and flourish is, is a desire that we have for him, but unfortunately, it seems like it's not a desire that he has for himself. Have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> have you ever wanted more for someone <laughs> than they wanted for themselves? And I began to think about this. You know, oftentimes God feels the same way about us as his children. He says, beloved, I wish above all things. This is God's wish, his desire. Now, and now when I start talking about wishing, we're not talking about something mystical or magical. But the word wish comes from the Greek word achomo, which means a, a prayer or earnest desire. And so the Lord says, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And sometimes, even like my family members, sometimes uh, God can want it more for us than we want it for ourselves. And this is his desire, that you would be successful, that you would prosper. And, and listen, y'all, that really, when it really comes down to it, that really has to be the primary motive for whatever you do in life. Whether it's in your family, whether it's in your business, or whether it's in your church, your primary motive, your primary wish, your primary desire must be that it prospers and is in good health even as its soul prospers. And quite frankly, the reality is if that is not your primary motive, you're going to have a very difficult time. Because the reality is oftentimes in life gets difficult. We face challenges and circumstances and situations. And if helping people get better is not your end game, <laughs> if you're in ministry for any other reason but to help people get better, if you are the head of your household for any other reason than to help your family get better, if you are on the job for any other reason than to help that company prosper and flourish, if that is not your end game, unfortunately, dude, you're in the wrong game. <laughs> because it is God's desire that people prosper and flourish and be successful in life. Does that make sense to anyone this morning? So the question becomes, how do we do that? I want to give you some practical things this morning that I believe is going to help it. We, we've been teaching in this series bigger and 
better and bolder. And so how do we make God's wish come true in our own lives? And we're going to touch on the, the three things that we've been touching on these past number of weeks, and I really want to expound on them, and I believe I'm going to bring it home this morning. In order for us to make God's wish come true in our lives, God's wish, remember I established it, it is for you to prosper and be successful. To make that come true in your own life, number one, you've got to be bigger. Now, now, when we talk about bigger, what do we mean by bigger? Let's go to Luke uh, chapter 2, verse uh, 52. If you can get that on the screen, we've got to be bigger. Luke 2 and 52. The Bible says, and Jesus increased, or another translation says that he grew, he got bigger in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man. Woo, that, that, <laughs> that's a mouthful right there. But the, probably the most important part about this entire scripture is the first part. Well, the Bible says that Jesus increased or he grew. In other words, he got bigger. He got bigger. And in order for you to fulfill God's greatest wish, his greatest desire for your life, it's going to require that you get bigger. It's going to require that you grow. It's going to require that you develop. You know, I, I made a decision. Actually, my once again, thank God for my wonderful wife who uh, encouraged me to go back to school. <laughs> And now, now understand something. I had been out of school for probably what about a good what twenty years, baby? About a good twenty years, I'd been out of school, and um, I'd left uh, college early to go to the NFL. And um, but I never and went back to get my degree. And 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 so when an opportunity presented itself for me to go back to school, I have to at first I was like, you know what? I, uh, you know, I mean, I don't really need it. I mean, there's a lot, whole lot more work. And 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 and, and I didn't see the significance of going back to school until God really had to reveal to me why it's so important, Damon, for you to go back to school. And there was two reasons he gave me. Number one, you have to set an example for your children. Your girls have to know that their daddy is a finisher. That whenever he starts something, he finishes it. Whenever he starts something, he completes it. And even though it was, a, it, it, was, it was an incomplete area of my life, and here's the reality, y'all. It, it, it wasn't that I, I needed to get a degree for a job, and it wasn't that I, I, I needed to get a degree uh, uh, to be successful in that area. Because without the NFL and without a degree, God has thoroughly blessed my life without those things. So it wasn't about a job. It was about being an example to your children to know that if you start something, you need to finish it. Reason number one. <laughs> Reason number two is that God began to really convey to me, David, listen, that, that there is a significance in growth and development. So, some people take it for granted how important it is to grow and to develop and to get better. The significance of it. One of the things I've come to understand is that you don't die when you stop breathing. You die when you stop growing. <laughs> the moment you stop growing and developing, 
and getting bigger, <laughs> that is the moment that you stop, that you actually start dying. That, that's, that's how you have people like Colonel Sanders who can start a, a, a worldwide franchise like KFC in his 70s. You know why? Because Colonel Sanders decided, I'm not going to stop growing. <laughs> he made that decision. And, and for you, it's very important for you to understand the significance of growth and development and going to the next level. Because here's something you'll come to understand the longer you live. See, every new level requires a new level of understanding. If you're single and you're about to get married, how many of you know there's a new level of understanding that you have to have in order to be married that you didn't have when you were single? <laughs> Every new level <laughs> requires a new level of understanding. If you're renting, renting an apartment right now and you've never been a homeowner, in order to move from a renting to owning a home, that new level requires a new level of understanding. There's some things you have to deal with and manage as a homeowner that you didn't have to deal with as a renter. <laughs> like me, I, I remember when we bought our first house. And, you, know, you know, when you're renting, they do all the maintenance for you. I mean, you, you don't got to fix nothing. <laughs> they, are, they just come. You just call them up and call up management. Hey, the faucet's broke. Hey, the toilet's broken. Hey, 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 fix this for that. And they come and they fix it right away. Guess what? When you own your own home, <laughs> Woo! Is you got to do two, two things. Number one, you got to be a Mr. Handyman. And number two, you got to go pay somebody to do it. <laughs> because that new level required a new level of understanding. <laughs> Woo! I remember when I was in high school and I was playing football, and man, I was, I mean, I was. Man, a high school All-American. I mean, I pretty much could have went to school wherever I wanted. And so uh, when I decided to go to the University of Michigan, uh, uh, I discovered that the things I did in high school <laughs> wasn't going to cut it in college. I went up to a new level, but that new level required a new level of understanding. <laughs> and then the Lord blessed, and I was fortunate enough to make it to the NFL and get drafted and go to New England. And guess what I discovered? <laughs> that the things that I did in college weren't going to cut it in the NFL. <laughs> so that new level required what? A new level of understanding. <laughs> And think about Jesus, our ultimate example. Think about it. The Bible says that Jesus increased and he grew. And this is the son of God. Think about that. The son of God had to grow and mature. You know why? Because understand something. Jesus had lived his whole life in divinity. He knew nothing about living in humanity. 
The Bible says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so he didn't know what it was like to operate in a physical body. He never had a physical body. So what did he do? He had to learn. He had to grow. He, he, he didn't know what pain felt like. There is no pain in heaven. <laughs> there is no sickness in heaven. There are no hospitals in heaven. And so even Jesus, the Savior of the world, had to learn how to come from divinity and function in humanity. <laughs> because every new level requires a new level of understanding. Does that make sense this morning? <laughs> Glory to God. I, I, I tell you a, a quick story. Um, uh, my, uh, we, we just recently had an opportunity to buy a new car, and uh, uh, the, the, the story of it is really amazing. It's a, we actually bought a new vehicle in, what was it, back in February, baby? Back in February, we had bought a new vehicle. And I don't know, do you remember the hailstorm that hit us? <laughs> Whoo, boy. Man. Well, well, let me just backtrack a little bit. First of all, I really believe that God was teaching me responsibility because the, the bottom line was is that he'd been telling me to clean out my garage. <laughs> For a long time. And I'm like, I mean, well, I have no reason to clean up my garage. I mean, you know, I mean, the weather here in Texas is nice. <laughs> Until the hailstorm came. Isn't it amazing how God will use things <laughs> to help you grow up? <laughs> Maybe... For some, for me, he had to send a hailstorm. And so, uh, so, so fast forward, our car was completely totaled. I mean, just completely wrecked from top to bottom. But thankfully, the Lord had, had blessed and, and the, uh, uh, they told the vehicle, so we were able to buy a, a brand new vehicle. And, and here's the great thing I love about God. The vehicle we got now is better than the new vehicle we had before. <laughs> and we're grateful for, I call it the space car, because when you, when, you, when you get in that thing, man, it's like all this technology. And now my, my, my wife is really not into that kind of bells and whistles stuff. She's, my wife is just, it gets us to point A and to point B. That's all I care about. I don't care about this technology, the stereo. Like me, I'm, I'm a techie kind of guy. I like all those, that fluff, and, but my wife could care less about that kind of stuff. But one of the first things I did when, I, when we got this new vehicle was I started reading the manual. Because I wanted to get the most out of this product. Because I, wanted, because I understood finally a new car, a new thing, to get the most of it, it requires a new level. <laughs> I hope I'm hitting that home this morning of understanding. <laughs> My God. So if you're going to fulfill God's wish for your life, it's going to require that you grow and get bigger. The second thing that you need to do in order to fulfill God's wish for your life is not only do you have to get bigger, do you have to grow 
You have to develop, but you also have to get better. Very important to understand that. Very important to understand. Let's go to 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. Let's go to the word. This is a very uh, familiar passage of Scripture. 1 Samuel, the 17th chapter. And I'm going to start at verse 32 and go down to verse 37. 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verses 32 through 37. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with the Philistine. Now we're talking about Goliath, y'all. Verse 33, then Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him because you're young and he's been a man of war from his youth. Now, let me just stop right there, okay? So Saul says, look, David, I know you're enthusiastic and I know you're excited, but this guy, Goliath, he'd been, he been fighting for a long time. As a matter of fact, you study the scripture, Goliath was literally undefeated. He had never lost a battle. Now, here's David's response. Verse 34, and David said to Saul, thy servant kept thy father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. All right, here we go. Verse 35, and I went after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, smote him, and slew him. Another man, I gaffled this, this dude. <laughs> Look at what he says here. Thy servant watched this slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be just like one of them, saying he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, moreover, the Lord has delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear. He will also deliver me out of the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go ahead with your bad self, brother. <laughs> go ahead, brother. <laughs> Notice the progression here. He started out with a lion. He got to a bear, and then he finally takes down Goliath. With every battle, he got better. With every single battle, David got better. David got better. Why? Because he was not satisfied with his past victories. <laughs> nor his present situation. I, I, I just, I, can I sit there for a second? One of the greatest enemies of better is what's best right now. That's one of the greatest enemies of better. Is when you settle and get satisfied with, with, with where you are right now. I, I, I thought about, now, now obviously, many people know that I'm an expat, and, <laughs> you know, people, uh, you know, they ask me all the time, I said, um, you know, can, 
Can't, just, can't the Patriots just stop winning? Can't they just stop winning Super Bowls? <laughs> it just seems like they're never satisfied. <laughs> it just seems like it's not enough for them to win all these Super Bowls. They got to go out and win another one. <laughs> and I said, that's why they keep winning. <laughs> You're going to get that next week. <laughs> because regardless of their past success, they're never satisfied. <laughs> every year is a new journey every year is a new adventure every season filled with ups and downs and highs and lows and, and they'd never ever get satisfied they'd never get complacent and that's why they keep excelling and getting better you, you can never get to the place where you're still not hungry <laughs> you still don't want to get better you, you know, let, let me give you a perfect example I, I I recently uh, uh, was uh, working for a particular uh, place of employment, and man, every day, man, I went into that place, man, and, and God is, uh, my wife will even share with you, my prayer every day before I went to work was, Lord, I thank you that I will be the solution to every problem that comes my way. Lord, I thank you that today I'm going to get better, and as I get better, this company is going to get better. And that's what happened. I, I, I kept getting better and better and better. Watch this. Not for my sake, but for the sake of the company. Long story short, uh, the company starts going through some issues. They have some trouble. And the owner sets me aside and says, listen, Damon, I mean, we love you. You've done just a fantastic job for us. But unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. I mean, business is not what it used to be. Um, it's not that you haven't done a great job. You've done a tremendous job. We really love you, but we just, the, the bottom line is we just can't pay you no more. That's just the, that's just the bottom line. But, but he, said that he said to me, he says, uh, but I, I know we, we can't keep you as a full-time employee, but, but it, it, is there any way possible that you can still stay with us as a contractor? Can, can you, I, I know we can't pay you uh, a full-time employee and, and, and benefits. And, and by the way, the, unfortunately, the benefits that I had to that place were absolutely horrendous. <laughs> the health insurance. <laughs> and somebody could say, man, <laughs> the health insurance was terrible. I mean, we were paying, what? oh, Lord, just, uh, I, my wife is shaking her head. She's not even going to matter. We were paying a whole lot of money for health insurance. They wouldn't, man, they wouldn't contribute to nothing. But they said to me, so, but, but Damon, I mean, we really want you to stay. So if you could just stay for a contractor, as a contractor, and name your price as to what we pay you per month. <laughs> and so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that's a blessing, but I, I, you know, I don't have another job. So... I appreciate the fact that I'll be working for you as a, a part-time contractor, but I don't have another job. So they're like, oh, that's okay. I mean, Damon, well, well just, just, just while you're working this, this last couple of weeks, just go out. You're free to go out, find yourself another job. 
go out. You can come in and out as you please. I mean, just give us a time when you're, you're, you're going to move on. And so, and so I did that. So I, I, I did some job searching. And what was it, two weeks later? A week later? A week later, think about that. A week later, I got a job right down the street from that job with better pay and almost paying nothing for health insurance. (laughs) Woo! Think about that in this day and age. I went from horrible health insurance to almost paying zero for health insurance and a pay increase and it's right down the street from where I used to work. So I get paid over here and then I get paid over here. (laughs) Multiple streams. Now how did that happen? Because when I was working for that company, My desire was to get better so that company could get better. And everything I learned at that company, I took with me to the next. As a matter of fact, it was the experience that I got at the last company (laughs) that impressed the company that I'm working at right now. Why? Because I would not rest. I decided to get better. Does that make sense this morning? Very, very, very important to understand that. Better not just for myself, but better for the company. And, and, and that's the, the bottom line of getting better. You, you're not just getting better for you. There are, <laughs> there are people that are depending on you to get better. David had an entire nation of Israel that was depending on him to get better. (laughs) Your wife, your husband, your spouse, they are depending, your children, your church is depending on you to get better. I'll never forget eight years ago, my wife and I, we were, we were driving. We just, we, it, it's so ironic, you know, we moved here about eight years ago, and uh, the ch- this church started eight years ago. And so, um, you know, as, as we, were, uh, we were driving down the street, uh, we had just got here. Man, we might have been here maybe, with, maybe a week or two, maybe something like that. And so we were driving down the road. It was about 105. It, it had to be at least 107. <laughs> At least 107. And we were driving down the street, and our car literally broke down. And we had just moved here to Texas. And at that moment, we really didn't know a whole lot of people. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord have mercy. See, it's like all, th- all four of things are going through my mind. I'm like, Lord, did I make the right decision? Should we have stayed in Maryland? Should I mean, all this stuff is going through my head. I got a family in here that's about to be roasted. (laughs) 
and, I'm, and all these questions are going through my head. And at that moment, I had to make a decision. Was I going to give up? Or was I going to get better? <laughs> and eight years later, the other day I drove by the same place in my new space car. The same place that I broke down eight years ago. <laughs> now I'm driving by in my new space car. And I'm so glad that instead of giving up, I got better. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? And so if you're going to fulfill God's wish for your life, you got to get bigger. You got to get better. And finally, you, you, you've got to become bolder. See, and, and understand something. All of these things go hand in hand. All of these things correlate together. See, you, 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 you can't get better until you get bigger. Until you grow, you can't really uh, get better and, and reach new levels of success. And watch this. You, you really can't get bolder until you get better. Because oftentimes it is in that getting better is where you get success. And watch this, with every success, with every victory, there is a new level of confidence. <laughs> See, when you do something that you've never done before, there is a level of confidence that you have that you can never get any other way. When you, got, when you see God make ways out of no way, <laughs> when you see God deliver you and help you and rescue you and bring you to places that you, you eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into your mind. When you get to that place, there is a level of swag. <laughs> Woo! That develops in you that allows you to be bold for Jesus. This is, this is part of the reason why God's wish for you is that you are prosperous and have good success. Why? Because he knows that success breeds confidence. <laughs> show me a person that uh, is down and lacks confidence. I'll show you a person who's never had success in an area. If you've never mastered anything in your life, if you've never been successful at anything in your life, it is very difficult to be confident. Because in your mind, well, you know, I tried it, it didn't work. I tried it, it didn't work. But God says, I want you to be successful and prosper so that people can see me in it. Okay? See me in it. You know, I always used to wonder, uh, why was it, I mean, I played three years in the NFL. I, I mean, I wanted to play longer. I would have loved to play longer. And it was, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing about it was, I mean, it, throughout my, my time, even after I got out of the league, all the teams that I played for were successful. <laughs> I mean, I, I left the University of Michigan. The year after I left the University of Michigan, they won the national championship. <laughs> Charles Woodson won the Heisman. They were I was like, Lord, if I just could have stayed for one more year. I get drafted. I go to New England. And, and we did well. We made it to the playoffs. 
But as soon as I left New England, <laughs> they go on to become one of the greatest football teams of all time. So, okay, I, I, leave, I leave New England. I go to the Ravens. I go to Baltimore, 2000. Don't make, I, I'm not long enough on the team. That year, is, as soon as I left the Ravens, they, went on, they won the Super Bowl. And all the time, I thought I was missing out, man. Man, the Michigan, they won the national championship. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. Ravens won the Super Bowl. Man, I just keep missing out. And the Lord said to me, son, that's your problem. <laughs> you think that you're missing out, but in reality, you're missing in. Because what I do in you is much more important than what you see around you. The work that I do, I'm more concerned about what happens in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, than what happens around you. And so when I, see, see, and here's the thing, see, God wants the glory. See, see, when I raise you up, Damon, when they see you successful, when they see you prospering, when they see you doing well, they can never say that the NFL made you. <laughs> but you'll have to point to the one that really made you. <laughs> this is why the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Watch this. The righteous, those that the righteous, those that have been made right by God, those that can't take the credit for their righteousness, because God has made them righteous. <laughs> Woo! See, that's the difference between boldness and arrogance. <laughs> boldness says, God, you did it. Arrogance says, I did it. That is the difference. He says, son, I want to get you to the place where you are honoring me and that I am glorified in your life. And watch this. You can go back to those same NFL guys and give them what they really need. They think they know what they need, but they don't really know what they need. I'm, I'm just like Moses was raised an Egyptian, he sent Moses right back to the same Egyptian people and became their deliverer. <laughs> so you can go back and be a witness for me and let them know and see what they really need, what it really means to be a true champion. Does that make sense this morning? So you've got to get bigger. You've got to get better. You've got to get bolder. The processes go one after the other. And I close with this. How many have ever seen the movie Aladdin? You ever see the movie Aladdin? <laughs> Man, that was a good movie. I really enjoyed it. I mean, the, the first, the animated one was a good one, Robin Williams. And, I mean, that, he was just a great Aladdin. But Will Smith, Will Smith, he did a good job too now. Will, he brought it, man. I, I, was, I was a little, I had a couple reservations. I, thought, I don't know if Will can do justice to the genie. 
So we went out and saw with the girl. I'm like, man, well, you, you a good genie, dude. <laughs> but in the story, there's a young man from the Middle East. He's poor. He grows up with nothing. But he runs into a lamp, and he rubs it, and the genie comes about. And the genie, watch this, grants him three wishes. With the first wish, he got what he wanted. He's after Jasmine, this great queen. And he, 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 thinks, that, he thinks that she won't accept me the way that I am, so I have to be something that, that, that I'm not. And so if I just can just become a prince, I can get Jasmine. Not realizing that that's not why she wanted him in the first place. Not realizing that he didn't have to change who he was to get what he wanted. What he wanted was already who he was. <laughs> You'll get that next week. <laughs> so he got what he wanted with his first wish. He makes a second wish. And the second wish was actually somewhat made for him because if you, if you know the story, uh, Zafar, who is his enemy, throws him down into the sea. And he's almost left there for dead. The genie comes down, is able to make a wish for him. When Aladdin was unable to help himself, here comes the genie. And then that, like God, even when we're not, we weren't able to help ourselves, he came down and he helped us. And so Aladdin, and so the genie comes down, uh, he, 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 he makes, he said, uh, you, you want to make a wish, please make a wish. Uh, oh, you want to get out of here? Nod your head yes. And he gets out of the water free. So the first wish, he got what he wanted. The second wish, he got what he needed. But here's the greatest part of the story. The third wish. And in that third wish, he didn't just get what he needed, but he helped someone else get what they needed. He says, Jeannie, for my third wish, I want you to be free. That's my wish for you. That you break out of where you are. That you become more than what you are. You are boxed into this small lamp, and my wish for you is that you break out of the box. And how many of you know, y'all, the very same wish that Aladdin had for the genie to be free. It's the same wish that God has for us. That we would be free. That we would honor him. That we would worship him. He said, Moses, tell Pharaoh, let my people go so they can be free to worship me. That's why. That's God's greatest wish that you would be free to honor him and to bless him and to magnify his name. Third John 1 and 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your souls prosper. How do we know that our soul is prospering? That's the question. How do we know? How do we know? How do I know that my soul is getting better? You know that your soul is prospering? 
when you're getting bigger, you're growing. When you're getting better. And when you're getting bolder. That's how you know that your soul is prospering well. Everyone stand to your feet. Were you blessed by the word of God this morning? <laughs> Amen. I pray that you receive something from this teaching this morning. Let's work on that, y'all. Let, let's, you, you know, oftentimes we have this tendency, we want to make our wishes come true. <laughs> you know the great thing about it? When you make God's wish for you come true, you make your wishes come true. <laughs> when you make God's wish for your life come true, he makes all your wishes come true. That you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Father, thank you so much for this great opportunity to speak the word of life over your people. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more details about City Church and for other resources, visit us online at www.citychurchtv.com or contact us via email at info at If you were encouraged or inspired by today's message, we ask that you prayerfully consider partnering with us financially, either in a one-time gift or as a monthly partner. No gift is too small. We have three convenient ways for you to give. Via our website at citychurchtv.com backslash give. Via text, text City Church TV and the amount that you would like to give to 77977. By mail, mail your check or money order to City Church Global Ministries, 8105 Razor Boulevard, Box 90, Plano, Texas, 75024. Once again, thank you for downloading today's message. We look forward to connecting with you soon.